Not always does God answer you the way you think He should answer, but He always answers better. He'll always answer your prayer in a better way than you think He's going to answer. I had no idea I'd be going to work for a competitor two weeks later, but that's in God's hands. Yeah. We're to, we're to pray and believe in faith and trust Him. Yes. God's going to open the doors. Yeah. He's going to teach us, and we'll learn by, by that uh, our faith grows. We take our next uh, faith step, or if you will, and we continue to take those steps. Hi, and welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. Happy that you stopped by today. We're going to join a conversation that I recently had with Chuck Mann. Chuck is the pastor at Magnolia Baptist Church in Olive Branch, Mississippi. He's been in this role of pastoring the church for the past three years as a bivocational pastor. That means, as many as you know, he works a full-time job in addition to shepherding God's people. In Acts 18.3, we see some biblical precedent for bivocational ministry with Paul, Priscilla, and Aquila. A bivocational ministry is more an issue of salary and paperwork. Bivocational ministry is far less valued, but far more common and far more work than most really understand. Bivocational pastors work tirelessly to provide for their families and shepherd their churches to the best of their abilities. These men don't lack the potential or qualifications or even the drive to go full-time. In fact, some of these men's leadership and organizational skills put higher-profile pastors to shame. Let's jump in now and discover the heart and passion of Pastor Chuck Mann. Chuck, I think you recently met our general manager, Todd, at an event, and he said, you need to get Chuck Mann on the program, so here you are. <laughs> hey, it's, it's, a, it's a privilege and a joy to be here with you today, Byron, and uh, really enjoy the radio talk show that I listen to uh, pretty much on a, a daily basis, and uh, it is a joy and a privilege to be here with you today. Oh, thanks so much. You know, you've got one of those faces that look like <laughs> we've met before. When you walked, as soon as I saw your face, I said, we must have met somewhere. But I think maybe the Jesus in you is communicating with the Jesus in me because <laughs> right. there's that fellowship that we have in Christ. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we're a family, and we recognize family <laughs> members in Christ, and the Holy Spirit reveals that to us. I think you told me when we had the conversation on the phone to set up our meeting today, you have been the pastor at Magnolia Baptist Church there in Olive Branch for the past three years. That's correct. Kind of came in as an interim? Absolutely. You know, Byron, if I had to share, you know, uh, actually was saved at Broadway Baptist Church 41 years ago. I felt a calling then. Can we stop there a second? Oh. Was that under the ministry of Bobby Moore? That's correct. Oh, Brother Bobby. Saved in that church in 1980, February 20, 27, 1980. You know, he's been on this show before. He was a dear friend. I had him on several times. Yeah. Matter of fact, I didn't mean to interrupt no, no. Steal Your Thunder, but I came across one of my interviews with Brother Bobby just recently, and I just stopped to listen to it. I love to listen to him, the most calming, reassuring, just encouraging voice. Absolutely. And again, I, I, you know, Byron, I was, I was saved uh, 41 years ago, felt the calling then, uh, but I didn't really answer the call until I was on the shore of Galilee three years ago uh, and praying. God, you know, I've been in, involved in all types of ministries, prison ministries, juvenile detention ministries, uh, you name it, I've done it. But I prayed, you know, that morning that God, please open a door for me. When you say the shore of Galilee, you mean the literal in Israel, the, the shores that and, Jesus walked. Absolutely. And I, I cried out to God, and God has known my heart for over, over 40 years. And uh, I said, Lord, I just want to serve full time in the ministry. Would you open a door for me? And so I came back, shortly after I came back, uh, I've been attending the uh, Shelby County Pastors uh, Luncheon at Bellevue for the last uh, probably 25 years. 
Ron, who who heads up, he's one of the gentlemen in the office, came up and he said, uh, Chuck, would you be interested in, in, in going and preaching at a particular church in Olive Branch, which was which is Magnolia Baptist? I said, I would love to. Preached a sermon. They asked me, my wife and I, to come back, and we've been there for three years. <laughs> so that was an answered prayer. But God got tired of me. I mean, I, I didn't give up. For, for 38 years, I said, Lord, I want a church. I want to preach. I, you know, find me a home. And when we got back from Israel, he, he found us a home. And we, we've been at Magnolia for three years, and it is a blessing to be there, to be serving God and to, to be serving that congregation. Chuck, that is a beautiful story. I had a chance to go to Israel in 2018 with Bot Radio Network on two separate trips the same year. Mm-hmm. And so I've been on those shores, too, and it's an incredible feeling to be there, really to see the Bible come to life as you make that journey. So let's back up a little bit. Sure. Where did you grow up? I uh, grew up in California. I spent most of my life in California. Uh, my father's company transferred us to Atlanta my junior year. I've always been in sports and football, things of that nature, and uh, actually got a f- football scholarship to UT Martin. Played football there, got hurt. Coach Williamson at the University of Memphis said, hey, Chuck, we need some wide receivers. Come to Memphis. I walked on for the Tigers, made the team, ended up not getting a scholarship that year, got hurt that year, and uh, ended up ending my career pretty much. But God had other plans. Uh, I actually met my wife here in Memphis 42 years ago. Actually made a promise to God. I'm going to share this with you, Byron. Driving down Poplar in my yellow Nova, I, I prayed and asked God, God, if I can meet the right girl. Now, I've been raised in church all my life, but I was away from the Lord. They said, if I can meet the right person, right girl, I'll settle down and I'll go back to church. I met my wife that night. And Byron, she didn't even like me. I had, I had to pursue her, like, you know, unbelievable. But eventually, I won her over. We were married about a year and a half later. I didn't keep my promise with the Lord until six months later. After we got married, a gentleman had shared his faith with me and said, come to church with me. He said, you'll meet God and never be the same. And I was desperate to meet. I wanted to get back into a relationship with, with the Lord. And so we went to Broadway Baptist Church. In February 27, 1980, I gave my life to Jesus Christ and changed my life. And that was when Broadway was in Whitehaven, was it? Absolutely, on Shelby Drive. Yeah. And revival was going on back then, if you remember. Oh, they churches had, were filled. And, and Broadway was, oh my goodness, uh, they had the Salt Block Ministry for the Youth. That was an incredible outreach to the city. Had Absolutely. a radio show. They, I don't know if it was daily or weekly, you know. So there was a lot happening. Bus ministry. My wife and yep. I were involved with the bus ministry. I think we had like 12 buses running full. Yeah. Every every Sunday, kids were coming to church. Their parents were coming. Yeah, right. Yeah. We had full yeah. blown revival going on back then, and, and that was in the late seventies, early eighties. How did you win your wife over? What did you do? A uh, lot, lots of prayer, uh, but uh, <laughs> just pursued her. But God said, "This is the one." And we've been married going on forty two years now, and God has been so good to us and has blessed us beyond anything I could ever imagine, Byron. So I just want to serve the rest of my life serving Him. Listening to his voice, I think that's one of the problems today. We're so busy, we don't hear God speaking. God is still speaking. We just don't listen. And uh, it was one of my sermons last week, is that we need to take time and get alone with God in prayer, in his word, and listen. Because God is speaking. He's speaking in nature. He's speaking in political upheaval that's going on in our country. But God is speaking, but we're not listening. And if we would just listen and and follow the Lord, uh, you know... Uh, and that's what I, I challenged my congregation to do. I said, for 40 days, get up in the morning and say, God, speak to me. Every morning, God, speak to me. Get in his word, get in prayer. And I've been practicing it this week. And I'll tell you something, he, God is speaking. 
through his word, through the Holy Spirit. And, uh, man, I've had three great days this week. Man, unbelievable. <laughs> you know, but anyway. You know, that's exciting. The journey outside of Christ, all these do's and don'ts of list, and there's no freedom. You know, we actually have more freedom in Christ than those outside of Christ. Amen. It's a great thing, the relationship with Christ and what he does in our life. So you have been a bivocational pastor through these years and still continue to have that role. Absolutely. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, my wife and I have been involved in a lot of ministries, from juvenile detention out at Wilder Correctional Institute. Uh, Sam Gentry, who headed up Outreach to Youth, I was part of that ministry for three years. And then any type of ministry my wife and I could get involved in, we did. And Sam's still going strong with Jesus. <laughs> Sam is still going. I think he's trying to catch up with Moses or one of an age. But, but, but Sam, I believe Sam is listening and will be listening to this broadcast. But he's just been a good friend. He's been a uh, dis- disciple me for probably for the last, uh, oh, goodness, 35 years. Really? We've been friends for 35 years. But just a wonderful him and his wife, Paula. Sam and my dad went to high school together. Really? Yeah. So it goes Small way world. back. Yeah. Small world. Father's been passed now for a couple of years. Sam was still concerned about Dad in those last days. And I've had him on, too, to talk about the Vietnamese ministry and what God has done through that church. It's an exciting journey. You know, when I say this exciting journey, Chuck, is because you never know how God's going to lead you. And it's not like you get to a retirement age it's over with. It's incredible what God opens up in the opportunities. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'm walking closer with Jesus now than I have in the last 40 years, and you know, you can read God's Word, and you think you know it. I know a little bit, but it's the living Word. It's the living Word. It, it, you'll, you'll learn something every day. God will speak to you every day as, you, as you're in His Word and spending time with Him. And uh, I'm trying to follow, you know, Jesus was a, what a wonderful teacher Jesus was, but He'd always get along with His Father. You know, He'd tell His disciples, go to the other side. I'm going to the mountaintop to pray. He didn't pray for 15 minutes. He prayed all night. And I think a lot of times we'll throw in a five or ten minute prayer and we kind of we talk at God, but we're not really talking to God. And we need to talk to God and listen. And God will speak to us through his word, through the Holy Spirit, by the power of the Holy Spirit. He will speak to us. And then we have to respond in what he tells us to do. Well, I don't think I'm going to do that, Lord. No, respond to what God tells you to do. And God will bless you. He'll encourage you uh, and uh, lift you up and continually use you. For the ministry to reach people uh, out in the world that's that's lost, that need to hear the gospel. You're describing a relationship with God. And I think sometimes when we approach the Bible, it's about facts and knowledge. There's nothing wrong with having an understanding right. of the Bible. As you said, this is a message that he is speaking to our hearts through. Absolutely, Byron. I was able to give a message at the Shelby County Pastors Association, and it was one particular night I was very feeling very low, very very discouraged. I looked at my books in my library. I looked at my stuff. I didn't want to hear music. I didn't want to read any more books, Byron. But I said, God, I need to hear from you. So I picked up this book on the universe and began to look at the stars and think about, about God's power, his omnipresence. He's omnipresence. He's all-powerful. But as I began to look at the planets, and I think, Lord, you created all this. You spoke all this into existence. And then I began to Look at the names of God. I picked up one particular name. It was the name of Elohim, the all-powerful God. God is omnipresent. He's all-powerful. And I said, God, I need to feel your presence today, tonight. I'm feeling very discouraged. And, and Byron, this is, this is I, I can only speak the truth here. The room became, I felt like God put his arms around me. I felt encouraged. I felt lifted up. Yes. And you know what? When you get into that type of prayer time with God, you never want to leave it. 
And that's why I think Jesus could pray all night. When he got into the fellowship with the Father, he said, I could do this all week. Why do I want to leave this and get back into the, you know, back into the world, so to speak? But, but God is there. God is listening. Uh, and God wants us to speak to him. And, but we have to listen. Get along with Christ and listen. Because God's speaking. You know, God will encourage you and lift you up. You're listening to Pastor Chuck Mann, pastor of the Magnolia Baptist Church in Olive Branch, Mississippi, on today's Mid-South Viewpoint. Chuck is like so many of our area pastors that have a passion to build the Church of Jesus Christ by discipling believers to maturity in the faith. As Ephesians 4, 12, and 13 says, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried away by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. Let's continue now the conversation with Pastor Chuck. Are you still active physically? Do you do like aerobics or bike riding or hiking or anything like that? Well, that's on my wish list, Byron. I, you know, at my age, I am 63 and my, my body parts aren't working as good as they used to. A few little back uh, aches and pains from in shoulder, you know, a couple of shoulder injuries. Uh, but yeah, I do like to play golf when I get the time and if I'm feeling up to it. Yeah. What's your so. handicap? Oh, we don't want to discuss that. <laughs> we don't want to do that today, we right? Don't want to, yeah, we don't want to get uh, negative here, right? You told me that you pursued your wife for a year before you actually got married, but you didn't mention her name. Oh, Susie. Her her maiden name was Susie Berry. Yeah, it's Susie, S-U-S-I-E. But uh, answered prayer because like, I, I asked God that night if I could meet the right girl, and he, he brought Susie into my life. And I'll tell you what, I could not do the ministry I cannot be involved in the things that I'm involved in without her, without her support. Yes. So I thank God for her and what a wonderful mother and wife she's been to me for 42 years. You mentioned about going to Israel on a trip, and that's where God spoke to you along the Sea of Galilee, really a call to ministry and a call to be a pastor. Did Susie get to go on that trip with you? Susie did not make that trip uh, with me. on. The, I actually went by myself, and it's amazing how God opened the door through my a Moody Bible Institute. They had a group of 62 that made the trip. When I called, they said, you're not going to believe this. We have one opening. Would you like to take it? I said, yes, I would. So I flew to Tel Aviv by myself. They picked <laughs> me up at the airport and brought me into the group from, from Moody Bible uh, Institute up in Chicago. And so how long were you there in Israel? Ten days. And if anyone, if you're listening or listening to my voice, if you get a chance to go to Israel, the Bible will become so real, it'll unfold. All the stories, everything you've learned and heard about uh, about the Bible it will come alive. So true. Uh, As I mentioned to you, I traveled there on two occasions in 2018. Now when I read the Bible, I don't see it the same. And although that there's very few places that you go that Jesus actually walked. You know, you go to the southern steps, you're kind of near the area because so much has changed. There's certain things that are definite in the southern steps that led up, but because of the destruction of the temple in 70 AD, there's parts of it that aren't there anymore. Exactly. Even even uh, Golgotha, where Jesus was crucified, there's a bus station right there. So you really can't get up to the point or to the place where Jesus was crucified. You have to stand off at a distance, and there's a bus station, bus terminal right there, but you can still see the face of the skull, Golgotha, 
where Jesus was crucified. It's so <laughs> surreal, okay? Our, it really you know. is. And we know that tomb is empty, right? I actually knelt at the tomb. That They're 90% sure that's where Jesus was laid. I, I, I got the opportunity to kneel beside that empty tomb and, and just thank God for his precious gift, Jesus Christ. I took a picture. Someone took a picture of me kneeling beside it, and it's in my office at home. And just what that means to me, uh, how much God loved us. Yes. That he sacrificed his son for us. You know, Chuck, there's so many people in the world that are, are passionate about faith and religion. And they go to extremes, and they work hard, and they, they think they're hearing the voice of God. How do you describe it in comparison when we know that not in our efforts do we have any kind of right relationship with God, that he initiated it through the cross, through something that seems as the those who are perishing, the cross is foolishness, the Bible says. Basically, for me, it humbles me to the point where I want to love him more, serve him more, obey him more. But when you look at in the book of Ephesians, God says, uh, he, for all those that he's called, none will be lost, not one. For all that God has chosen, he says, God says, I have chosen you before the foundation of the world. All that I have chosen, not one will be lost. For me to sit here and comprehend that God chose me before the foundations of the world, he looked down through the corridors of time and saw a Chuck Mann that I would eventually come to him and be his, be his child, and I'd become born again in the faith. That is humbling. Uh, it brings you to your knees where you just want to lift your hands and praise God, serve him, love him, obey him yeah. every day. You don't ever get over that feeling. You just don't get over it. This has been going on for 41 years now, and it's getting sweeter and better. I know the trials and tribulations come. Some of them are greater than others, but, but uh, we have faith in him and knowing that we learn patience during these times. We have to keep our eyes on Jesus, not on the things of the world. Stay focused on him. The Bible says, happy is the man whose mind is stayed on thee. Stay focused on him. Get away from the news. Stay away from all the negative news that we hear every day. Spend more time in God's word and stay focused on him. You know what? All these other things seem very pale in essence. Yeah. If you're going to watch the news, use it as a prayer reference, because knowing that if you watch something, you can pray about that and pray for that, you know? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So you've been pastoring now at Magnolia in a bivocational role for the past three years. Recently, you had a transition of jobs because COVID-19 caused your former job. You've been with almost nine years. didn't have a job anymore. Absolutely, Byron. Uh, I worked for just a, a very good company. They were nine years and uh, successful. Things were good. But because of COVID, uh, I was told to go home, work from home. And the next thing I know, I was unemployed. So I asked the Lord. I said, Lord, I'm 63 years old. What am I going to do now? And I was told uh, in my thoughts, I was uh, told to call this particular company and see if they were hiring. And sure enough, they were hiring and hired me on the spot. (laughs) So I was out of work for two weeks. God opened the door for me. And God is so good. You, know? yeah, you, and, you uh, talked some, Chuck, about listening to his voice, calling on him. We talked about that. I think sometimes, you know, when we look at life's experiences, because they can be shaky, they can be up and they can be down in the situation where you lost your job. You know, many people have been in that, in that role, maybe are listening to us right now or there, and they wonder, oh, what am I going to do? And you fret, you worry, and yet went to God and prayed, and then you acted, and he opened the door. Absolutely. Not always does God answer you the way you think he should answer, but he always answers better. He'll always answer your prayer in a better way than you think he's going to answer. I had no idea I'd be going to work for a competitor two weeks later, but that's in God's hands. Yeah. 
we're to, we're to pray and believe in faith and trust him, yes. God's going to open the doors. Yeah. He's going to teach us, and we'll learn by, by that uh, our faith grows. We take our next uh, faith step, or if you will, and we continue to take those steps. They may be baby steps sometimes. Sometimes they may be a, a large step, but uh, we, we need to stay, you know, f- stay focused on him and trust him and knowing that he yes. hears our prayers. Yes. He'll answer them according to his will, according to his timing. Yes. Not our timing. Oh, it's so true. So, Take us inside the fellowship of Magnolia Baptist Church. What's the fellowship like? At Magnolia Baptist Church, we're, we're a very, very loving church. Uh, we're a traditional church. Nothing against contemporary. I listen to a little contemporary music on K-Love, but we sing from the hymn books because there's messages in the hymns. I preach from God's Word. It's the infallible Word of God. I preach from the Bible. Uh, so we, I teach our congregation three basic reasons. Worship God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Number two, we're to encourage each other in the faith. When folks come in, we're to encourage, love each other. Number three, we're to take what we learn, our faith, and go out into the community and share it, not just in word, but in deed. And so this is what I try to get across to our congregation is that, you know, we're to be uh, doers of the word and not hearers only. You can't just come here on Sunday and expect to, you know, you'll, you hear a message and go home and that's it. Take what you learn, apply it to your gifts that God has given you. Go out into the world and love people, encourage people. Uh, I had a situation where I was at the uh, the dollar store in Carnival, and I prayed, God, give me an opportunity to share my faith with someone. So I walked to the back of the store. There's a there's a, there's some Christian books back there for a dollar. There were two ladies standing there. One of them was looking at a Bible, and I said, ma'am, Ma'am, you don't need to, to buy that. The, the print is so small, you can't read it. She looked at me, and she said, well, what are you doing? I said, I'm getting these little pumpkins for these little Indian kids. I'm putting Christian Bibles and coloring books in there, or Christian uh, coloring books. And uh, she goes, she asked me what I did. I said, well, I'm a pastor of a church. And she began to cry. And she looked at me, and she goes, I've got four-stage cancer. She goes, would you pray for me? So her sister grabs my hand. She grabs my hand. We're praying in the dollar store. Oh. People are stopping in the aisles, looking down. They're like, what are you folks doing down there? Mm-hmm. So we're praying. I'm praying for her. Then I get ready to leave. She goes, where do you go to church? And at the time, I went to Emmanuel Baptist, where Mikey Mooborn was the pastor. Yeah. And uh, she goes, my husband and I are coming to your church Sunday. So see, we didn't have to hit her with a you know, 20-pound bobble over the head. <laughs> we, we loved her. We encouraged her. She came to our church the next Sunday. Before I got out of the store, her, her sister looked up at me, and she goes, wait a minute, can you pray for me? I said, what do you, well, yeah, sure. She goes, uh, I live back in Michigan. I'm down here helping my sister, but I've got a, a daughter that needs a daycare. I'm not sure where to send her. Would you pray for me that we find a good daycare center for her? She grabs my hand. Her sister grabs my hand. We're praying again. People still <laughs> looking down the aisle. We leave there. God was glorified. Amen. They were encouraged. I was encouraged. Yes. And see, that's how it works. There's a cycle, how it works. I encourage you. uh, You encourage me. We glorify God. God's glorified. And and lives are changed. And people say, where where do you go to church? And they end up at your church worshiping the Lord. And if not saved, they'll get saved. Amen? (laughs) Amen. What a story to end this program on. The time goes by so fast. Wow. But this has been a delight as we uh, get to know you, more about the ministry of Magnolia Baptist Church. If friends want to know more about this church, where the pastor is willing to pray with people in the Dollar Tree store. Uh, how can they learn more? <laughs> well, please give us a call. Give me a call at 901-281-9371. Hey, come visit us at Magnolia Baptist Church at 8494 
Uh, we're on Pleasant Hill Road. Uh, it's right off of uh, Goodman Road in Pleasant Hill, and uh, it's in Olive Branch, and we'd love to have you come worship with us, and we'd love to have you. So pray about it. As God leads you, we'd love to have you there Sunday. Friends, that's all the time we have. It's been my pleasure to introduce you to Chuck Mann, again, the pastor at Magnolia Baptist Church. Pray for him and the ministry there, and stop by and learn more about the fellowship. They're also on Facebook, too, if you want to look them up at Magnolia Baptist Church. Make sure you look at the Olive Branch location. I'm Byron Tyler. Thanks for stopping by. Bye-bye. Oh.